0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation, the podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I am your host, the one, the only, the sexy. Scott Alexander. And right across from me is, that's just Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. I'm
1: the one and the only amazing, wonderful, spectacular. The killer of Tokyo herself,
0: Tammy Underwood. Cool. (laughs) Say hi, Tam.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Oh, my God. So it's my turn. Hey. To present. It's about time. I know, right? (laughs) Hopefully I can make it through this shit. Maybe. Keep
1: your water on hand.
0: I peed I believe you did (laughs) so actually there's a reason why I'm doing this one right here okay Uh, okay. that's my my friend Jenny who lives in Oklahoma right right she sent me a link said hey I remember hearing about this uh, and my my mom always said that I couldn't like I you know go to camps and things like that um, because I can get killed I was like get the fuck out like she was under close supervision vision and shit because of this case. Wow. And she had forgotten. She just came across it and she said, Why don't you feature this one? I said, Okay, I'll take a look at it. And I went, Holy fuck. Yeah, we're going to feature it. See, and I fucking. had
1: heard about it. I just, you know, didn't know. I mean, I haven't delved into it. And I think I've only heard about it because it's on my list.
0: I hadn't even heard about it. Oh, like, kidding. for real. I thought if somebody was killing Girl Scouts because they got sick and tired of being followed through parking lots, going, Buy
1: our cookies. Dude. I love Girl Scout cookies. I don't like how they freaking hound you like you're fucking. I like them like too, but they're they got, fucking crack dealers.
0: They got crack in them. That's why I hate them, man. Because the second uh, you eat one, you're like, "Um, look, meet me in the back." Have alley. you
1: noticed that the uh, recipe for the thin mints has changed?
0: No, because I haven't actually bought a uh, package in years because I'll eat like fifty boxes. Because like seriously, they freeze good. If I eat a Girl Scout cookie, pretty soon I'm like, "Hey, Susie, meet me in the back alley." I got, I got the money. You
1: got the cookies. Mm. Take you're, your money. you're black. You're on the dark web looking for more. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. Yeah, man. People are like, um, we think you're trying to molest this little Girl Scout. No, I'm just trying to get her cookies, man. I don't care about anything. there was a horrible deal gone down that she tried to knife me. She took my cookies and my money.
1: Yeah.
0: No. All right, boys and girls, I present to you the Girl Scout Murders out of Oklahoma. And dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. dun. As I mentioned before, I'm a huge horror movie fan. One of my favorites is the classic Friday the 13th movies.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: You have Jason Voorhees, the machete-wielding maniac who drowns as a child at Camp Crystal Lake. And although he's been shot, beheaded, blown up, set on fire, frozen, electrocuted, and fought Freddy Krueger, he still lives. Scary stuff, right? Very. This tale of murder takes place at, uh, at a camp much like Camp Crystal Lake. With the, with the exception of that this camp is for Girl Scouts. And unlike the good old Jason, no one knows who killed these girls. So gather around the campfire kiddies, as I tell you a true story. And the tale of the Girl Scout murders. It's the summer of 1977. And you know what that means. It's time to go camping with your friends, family, group of people who you belong to. It was a warm summer when the Girl Scouts in Oklahoma prepared for their trip to Camp Scott. For for a nice little camping trip, right?
1: Yeah, Camp Scott.
0: I I, thought that it wasn't lost on me, believe me. (laughs) Okay, good. So as normal, the camp counselors, they arrived early to set everything up uh, for these darling little girls so that they can enjoy their trip and make memories that last them a lifetime.
1: Of course. That's
0: in what I read, things started to seem a little strange when one of the counselors returned to her cabin, and it looked like somebody had gone through the cabin, but the only thing that was, well, among the things that were missing, was a box of donuts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the donuts that were in the box, rather. And there was a note that was left in At least in place. it was cookies. I know. Damn it. If they steal the cookies, you got to call the FBI because that's some serious shit. So in place of the donuts was a note and it said, quote, we're on a mission to kill three girls in tent number one. There was also a fake body that was found hanging from a tree Uh, to note, however, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. The note, uh, however, thought everybody thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, and because there was also like mentions of Martians in there. Okay, so it was like, oh, okay, somebody's fucking. with us.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm
0: moving some stuff. Bear with me. The owner, the, the owners of Camp Scott didn't uh, didn't mention the note or the prank to the parents of the kids uh, that were scheduled to come and camp during the summer. It was business as usual, and tent number one was kept in normal rotation. Of use, uh, because you know nothing. As if nothing had happened. Okay. No note had ever shown up or anything like that. They're just ignoring this. On June twelfth of nineteen seventy seven, three girls, Lori Lee Farmer, Denise Melner, and Heather Goose, got on a bus with the other girls to join one hundred and thirty eight other Girl Scouts and staff for a two week camping trip to Camp Scott. The camp was separated into ten units, all with Native American names. Each unit had seven tents for campers and one tent for the counselors that that was assigned to them. Okay. These girls. So they were, didn't
1: counselors didn't sleep in the tents with the kids.
0: No, uh, each kid has their own tent, or not each kid, but each group. So it's like three to four kids per right. tent, and then the counselor had her tent. Okay, I can understand why.
1: How old were the girls?
0: Uh, we'll get to their ages in just okay, a minute. Okay,
1: because. I was going to say. They're young. That they're, makes no sense. They're
0: young, young. It does to me because that helps kids bond.
1: Right, but at some age, yes. But at some younger ages, I think they'd still need supervision just in case.
0: They get murdered.
1: Something like that happens. Dun, dun, dun.
0: These three girls were assigned at tent number eight in the Kiowa unit. Kiowa? K-I-O-W-A? Uh, unit of Camp Scott. There are 27 other girls in that unit. Tent 8 was the furthest from the counselor's tent. It was on the edge of the woods and about 150 feet away.
1: Um, oh, so easy access, kind of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. There was supposed to be another girl who was assigned to but tent, uh, tent 8, but because of a clerical error, she was assigned to tent 7 instead. They were going to move her to tent 8. Uh, The same night, but there was a storm that was coming, and they said, hey, you know what? Let's wait until tomorrow, which actually saved this young girl's life. Wow. At around 7 o'clock p.m., while the storm unleashed madness, these girls were gathered in the dining tent. They were all warm and having fun, making new friends, you know, doing Girl Scout shit. Yeah. You know, eating and, and chatting. After dinner, they all parted and went to their tents. As with most camping trips, when kids are away with scouts or church, the girls wrote letters to their families as they were in their tents getting ready to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, dear mom and dad. There was a college student working at the camp by the name of Carla Wilhite who would testify later that she heard a guttural moaning sound near the woods, but when she went... uh, to check it out with her flashlight. There wasn't anything there. She said that she didn't report it to anyone.
1: So were the letters, hello, mother. Hello,
0: father. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Old joke. (laughs)
1: See, no, you started talking quicker than I could get it out, so I had to bring it up.
0: She went on to explain that she thought that it was an animal and she didn't want to make anyone else walk through the cold and dark and wet forest trying to find an animal.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and
0: it makes sense to me, too. You know, you're thinking, hey, it's just a fucking animal. I know. Then they could have darted it. Then they could give everybody free cookies because of the proceeds from getting a Squatch.
1: There you go. (laughs) They'd never have to sell cookies again.
0: So Carla wasn't the only one who heard things that night. Others said that they heard moaning sounds as well and some reported seeing a flashlight bobbing up and down throughout the forest. At about two in the morning, a girl from tent six remembers seeing her tent flap open and a figure standing there at the entry uh, to the tent with a flashlight, but she didn't know who it was. She was the only one who was awake out of the four girls that were in the tent. She stayed quiet and was Pretty confused, but the person uh, with the flashlight closed up the tent and moved on.
1: Almost like they bed the wrong tent.
0: Yeah, kind of like they're looking, going, oh, "I don't know. This is these aren't the." But
1: she didn't see facial features because the light was shining at
0: exactly. Her. Okay. These aren't the scouts you're looking for. These aren't the scouts we're looking for. Move along, move along. You're so stupid. <laughs> That's a Star Wars reference. That is. So she didn't think any any of it, much of it, right? This little girl. She went back to sleep. All right. At about 3 o'clock in the morning, a farmer reported that he'd heard a lot of traffic uh, near the road where he lived. And that was seldom used It's a really rural road. Really rural, really remote.
1: Right. I know that.
0: Well, about the same time, also around 3 a.m., a girl from another campsite, the Cherokee campsite, heard screams. Okay. She woke up another camper in her tent, and they listened for more screams, but they didn't hear any, so they went back to sleep. Which isn't uncommon, by the way. you you got kids. They're in the campground. It could be 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They're having fun. So oh, there's yeah. going to be screams and, and all that good shit. There were several accounts from campers of hearing scream uh, a, a scream or screams from other campsites. But not knowing what to do uh, or not hearing any more screams. They all went back to sleep.
1: Wow. Well,
0: the next morning. Which
1: could have been an animal, too, by the way.
0: Uh, yeah, some animals you see on that way. Yeah. You know, uh, kids are having fun.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: It's, a, it's like their first fucking night there. They're all having a blast.
1: Yeah, true. You're
0: meet, you made new friends, you know, and then they're going to be your best friends forever. So, yeah, you're
1: going you're to have fun. Then you'll never write to them again.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except to say, give me my panties back because you're a nasty hoe. Happened to me at Girl Scout Camp.
1: Because you wear panties on a normal basis? <laughs>
0: You know why I got kicked out of the Girl Scouts? Tell me. Eating brownies.
1: I knew it was a dumbass. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a dumbass joke, (laughs) and I wasn't mistaken.
0: Well, the next morning, uh, Carla Wilhite was out jogging uh, the trail that was uh, near the Kiowa Unit. Okay. Where that was located, right? And she came. uh, She's the same counselor that heard the moaning. And went back to check it out in the woods, but didn't see anything. Okay. Okay. She was jogging near uh, where she had heard the noises the night before, and she came across three sleeping bags under a tree. She thought that they were leftover luggage from someone that had forgotten, you know, forgotten it behind or, or misplaced it. hmm she, So she started walking towards them. That's when she saw a body. It was the body of 10-year-old Denise Milner. Okay. Carla was in shock, and she screamed, which alerted other counselors, and soon there was a crowd gathering around the gruesome scene. Mm -hmm. They could see that Denise Milner had been tied up, beaten, and partially naked. Wow. Seeing this, no one wanted to open the other two sleeping bags.
1: Well, I wouldn't have either.
0: The police didn't even know that they had three victims until the coroner arrived and opened up the other two sleeping bags. Wow. The, the other two girls were found in their sleeping bags, bound in the fetal position and wrapped in bloody bed sheets. Both these girls had died from blunt force trauma to the back of their head, heads as they laid sleeping in their tent.
1: Wow, dude.
0: Denise, however, was led away from the tent it was discovered that she had been sexually assaulted and beaten so hard that the shape of the weapon still remained embedded in her face and her skull as a post-mortem uh, uh, artifact. Wow. Yeah. And I can only imagine the pain and uh, suffering uh, that this young girl endured while this is all happening. you are you up at a place where you're supposed to be making good memories? Yeah, you're at precisely. fucking Girl Scout camp for fuck's sake. I
1: remember the memories I made at outdoor school. You shut up.
0: I didn't even say anything.
1: No, because we had a fun song, so I'll have to sing it to you later.
0: So her cause of death, though, was listed as strangulation. So she was choked to
1: death. Right.
0: There was blood on the floor of the tent, which indicated. So the
1: blunt force trauma didn't kill her.
0: No, her her strangulation did.
1: Holy fuck, dude. Yeah,
0: all that plus strangulation. There's blood on the floor of the tent, which, uh, indicates that these three girls were attacked inside of the tent and then taken outside. Wow. There was some evidence found at the scene of the crime. Uh, one such piece of evidence was a red flashlight, which had a fingerprint on the lens. Okay. Although it was a clear print, they, that they obtained after the print was checked through the local and federal, federal databases, um. As of this day, no one matches that print.
1: Right, because it would still be in the databases, so Right. Yeah.
0: There was also a footprint that was found uh it, it that was in the blood. And it came from a men's size nine and a half shoe.
1: No, not me.
0: No, you wear a size nineteen.
1: Fourteen, but okay. It was goddamn fucking Fourteen skis and of yours. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> Police also found rope, duct tape, and a large and and long black hair at the scene of the crime. The police quickly began an investigation into this horrible crime, and the camp called the parents of the campers to come and get their kids.
1: Well, yeah, makes sense.
0: Oh, but the rest of this will not. So you just wait. Okay, I'm waiting. This whole thing gets a little bizarre. So the parents, not knowing if their kid, uh, not knowing that their kids were murdered. the parents not knowing that there was a murder that had happened, still knew that something was wrong. All the campers' parents came up to get their kids and it was reported that there was a mile long line of cars that led all the way down the road called the Cookie Trail. Go figure that they'd have a <laughs> <cookie trail. laughs> oh, <right. laughs> mm, did, never saw that one coming. The bad thing was that the parents couldn't come and pick up their kids because the police put the camp on lockdown so that they could really secure the scene. worried parents had to wait hours in the summer heat as they waited to pick up their kids from camp.
1: That's fucked up.
0: Yeah, no shit. Could you imagine being a parent and fucking having to wait for your kid to pick him up?
1: I would kill a bitch.
0: I mean, stop me, motherfucker. I'm getting my kid.
1: No shit, yo.
0: The waiting parents, although they uh, had seen emergency vehicles, had not been told what, what was going on the campers were also not told that there was a murder that had happened the night before. So oh, everybody's still in the dark, so right? So they
1: didn't know that these girls had died?
0: No. They had no fucking idea. They
1: didn't notice that they weren't around them?
0: It's the first day at camp. We're talking day number two. So they, they were they were oh, murdered yeah, that first night. Yeah,
1: if they didn't know each other from the same troop. You're right. My yeah. bad.
0: And even so, I mean, you see all this confusion and shit. You know, plus you'll find out another little tidbit of why here in a minute. Okay. The girls, and this is why, the girls were taken away from the campsite so that they could do activities to keep them busy as the police searched the area and investigated. Uh, ah. Ah. Yeah. You see, so you're busy. You're not looking around, going. Yeah. Who's hey, not here? Where's Where's those three girls from Tent Eight? Yeah. You know, it's that it's, makes sense. It's only the second night. You're busy doing shit. You're not going to notice. Yeah. You haven't really had a chance. Yeah, to Yeah, because I'm sure
1: they didn't have them all in one group either. To do this. They probably would have had several, you know. Maybe. Yeah.
0: They're brought back after they were allowed to return by the police. The campers, of course, were not all released to their parents.
1: Did you just spit like a spittoon?
0: That's something on my tongue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I bet you did. little pubic hair there, Scott? (laughs) Ask your mom. You are fucked up in the head.
0: (laughs) Anyway, the campers, of course, were released to their parents, and the camp was evacuated. Okay. Yeah. You happy with that one? Go back up like that.
1: Not Jesus really, but okay.
0: Some of the campers had to leave without their luggage, though. Like, they had to get every the fuck out of there. Everyone was still confused at exactly why the camping trip was cut so short. On June thirteenth, the last day that the that that was the last day that Camp Scott was open since the uh since then. It's been closed down and not reopened. June thirteenth? June thirteenth. That's
1: my sister's birthday. Your hot sister? Um, I don't think my sister's hot. but
0: mm, okay. tasty.
1: That fucking grossed me out. You're welcome. That was even grosser than you having sex with my mother. Just saying.
0: Hmm. I'm thinking uh threesome. But anyway,
1: after the, camp, after the
0: camp was evacuated, the police investigation was in full swing. They found that the murder, the murderer had, uh, had tried to clean up the blood, but only managed to kind of smear it around. There was not just blood on the floor, but on, to- on towels and the mattress as well. So there's blood everywhere.
1: Right. I think I left my pen at home. That's what I'm looking for. Sorry.
0: You know, I have a big fucking pack of them right here and pens everywhere. And you're worried about oh, one pack. No, because
1: I like the fat Dr. Grip pens because I have big fingers.
0: Here. This one's got grippy, grippy on it. That might work.
1: Thank you. Because these, I'm like holding them and my fingers are getting cramped. Sorry. God
0: damn piggy, piggy. you fucking fucking You ain't know in. what? Be nice to me. So, the police started looking at a guy by the name of Jack Shiroff, who owned a a ranch near the Girl Scout camp. At Jack's home, they found rope that matched the rope that was used to tie up two of the girls, as well as black duct tape. The downside of finding this was Jack's home had been broken into, and there were things that were missing, and he didn't know what was missing.
1: Okay. So, somebody could have stolen this stuff.
0: Exactly. Okay. Um... He also had an alibi. Okay. Jack then took a polygraph test and passed it with flying colors, and he was ruled out as a suspect. All right. Another suspect, however, came to light. A local Cherokee man by the name of Gene Leroy Hart, who was raised pretty close to Camp Scott.
1: I saw pictures of him. To me, he looks more Asian than Native American. I'm just saying.
0: I scouted you a long time.
1: Fuck off, Scott.
0: Oh, man. <clears throat> so anyway, hate you. Hart, <laughs> Hart had been on the run from the law for about four years. He escaped the Mays County Jail in 1973.
1: So he had been on the run for that long? Yeah,
0: four years, man. Wow, dude. Running Indians. <clears throat> Feather not dot.
1: I fucking hate you.
0: He had been arrested for kidnapping, the kidnapping and rape of two pregnant women. He also had four counts of burglary. Even though there was no evidence to directly prove that Hart was the man who killed the three Girl Scouts, the sheriff of Mays County said that he knew 100% that Hart was guilty of doing it. That this This, this is the guy. No evidence. This is the guy.
1: So that makes it sound like he didn't look any further, that he just looked for evidence to back up his claims. Oh, wait.
0: Just in a little bit? Since we're in Mays County? I'm gonna get pissed. I'm gonna Billy Mays you here in a, in a little bit.
1: In Mays County?
0: In Mays County. He never told anyone what made him believe that Hart was the man that they were looking for, but he stuck to his story.
1: Probably because he's the one that did it himself.
0: <laughs> several days went by and a few hunters found a cave that looked like somebody had been living in it. They found several items in the cave, such as women's clothes, and a section of the Tulsa newspaper, with a similar piece that had been found inside the battery compartment of that flashlight that they found that had the fingerprint on it.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, in the battery compartment, so kind of right, to hold and the and batteries no. from jiggling around mm-hmm.
1: and shit. Um. And that had the Hart's fingerprint. No, right? it
0: had a fingerprint. We we'll no. get to that. Oh, okay. And pictures that Hart had developed himself while working the photo lab while at jail, While well, in jail. The most disturbing piece of evidence that they found. In <laughs> he the escapes
1: cave... from jail and takes the pictures with him.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> that's funny to me. <laughs> we'll get to that. I know, but the that's most disturbing funny. piece of evidence that was found was written on the cave wall, and it was a note that was written, and it said, "The real killer was here. Bye, bye, fools." Okay. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. About a year after the murders happened, they arrested Hart at the home of a Cherokee man where he was hiding out. The the investigators searched the residence of the guy, whose name was Pigeon, by the way, um, that was hiding. I know, I had to laugh about that, too. Where uh, Hart was staying. Pigeon. But they didn't find anything that related to the case. Okay. The investigators decided to take a closer look and that's when they found things that were said to have been missing from the camp counselors uh, before the murders. Where we said that place got ransacked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pitching claims, however, that wait,
1: wait, wait, pause. So they said they had searched, couldn't find anything, and then they looked again and they found.
0: it. And they happened to find it. Gotcha. It's like oh, I, I wanted to make track. sure
1: I was following along. Yeah. Correctly.
0: Trust me, this gets kind of a little bit convoluted and kind of weird where I you're kind of looking and going, huh.
1: No, I'm already thinking something. Uh-huh.
0: Well, me too. Me too. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Pitchin claims, however, that those items were never, uh, had never been there and that they had been planted in his home. So
1: That's I kind what of I would There said, with that.
0: too. There were also, there were also suspicions that, the sh- that Sheriff Weaver had the pictures that Hart had developed in his desk and had planted them there in the cave uh, after it was found.
1: That makes sense, too.
0: It seemed to a lot of people that the sheriff was trying to pin the case on Hart. A lot of people thought that, that he was innocent and they actually raised money for his defense. A key piece of evidence that was brought up was the long black hair that was found on one of the victim's bodies. A forensics expert said that although the hair matched Hart's hair, you could not identify a person by their hair. Keep in mind that this is the 70s. So that there was, there wasn't a process to match DNA from hair right. to an individual. I
1: was going to say, and nowadays they say unless there's the root of the hair, that the they, tag, yeah. Oh well, whatever.
0: Yeah, that, that little ball a little on the technical end.
1: Technical term. Yeah, but um, they still have a hard time doing it.
0: Well, the fingerprint on the flashlight lens didn't match hard either.
1: Of course not. Who did it match?
0: Well, the footprint that was left in the tent was also not a match for Hart because it was too small. Oh, okay. At the end of Hart's trial, he was acquitted of all the charges, and it was reported that Hart openly sobbed with relief, which I would too.
1: No shit, yo. I was just cleared of murder. Because that ain't no joke.
0: Right. And we're going to discuss Especially a murder of kids. Right. We'll discuss this whole thing in like another two or three minutes. I'm almost done with my presentation. Okay. Okay. Although he was acquitted, Hart still had a prison sentence for the kidnapping and rape of two women. And plus, you know, fleeing jail. That's kind of against (laughs) the law. A
1: little bit there. (laughs) It's a little little illegal. Side note.
0: Sadly, after two months back in jail, Hart died from a heart attack at age 35. In 2007, a DNA test uh, on the blood and fluids found in the tent of the murdered girls was performed, but due to the, due the uh, deterioration of the samples, there was no way to match it to anybody. And this okay. case still remains unsolved. And I have my closing thoughts.
1: No, I'm waiting for. Them. Oh, because you're over there and getting No, those, I'm looking at your you. Your face is no, all I was scrunched at you up because um, I'm th- waiting for your. You're thinking, about
0: make, you're thinking about making fun of people as you order food from their native countries.
1: <laughs> I only thinking about making fun of you, honey.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll take the inch of the
1: past. You know, fuck you, Scott. As much racist <laughs> shit as you say it a day.
0: Not me. I can only imagine the pain, suffering, and fear that these victims had to go through. I can only hope that the two girls that were killed and not raped died quickly without suffering. No shit. As a society, you would like to think that we have moved past the point of monsters being out there killing and raping kids, but we have not. We have only developed new ways of catching these scumbags. Even though we have a better chance of catching the people who violate kids now, we have more and more people who seem to want to to set them free and don't believe that they should be put to death.
1: Right. I don't either.
0: You don't think that child killers should be put to death?
1: No, I thought you said. I thought you said those who didn't shouldn't be put to death. My bad.
0: No, those who. Didn't okay, those
1: I families. misheard you. Okay, I no, it maybe got because I do have verbal dyslexia, so sometimes I hear things backwards.
0: I've never hidden my feelings about this subject. When you take away a child's innocence, you take away a part of that child. A piece of him or her dies, and they are denied that time that allows them to be a normal child. Right. I'm not saying that these kids are less than other kids uh, oh, that, that have not been abused. I'm saying that it changes a lot about them inside. and takes away that special moment when they have their first intimate moments with the person that they care about.
1: Yeah, true.
0: And that's the end of my daily, oh, you know, and after rereading this, I really think that the, that the sheriff was trying to, oh, I'm up.
1: so totally fell into that as soon as you said he did everything he could to try to pin it on him and basically didn't look for anybody yeah, else because I think why would he look knows. for anybody else unless he knew who did it? Oh well,
0: Exactly. You know, you're not going to just pin something on somebody just because they want to know jail. whose
1: fingerprint that was on the flashlight.
0: Never found out who it was. Didn't match oh, anybody. They
1: probably did know who it was, and they were covering it up because in a small town, southern state like that, all Midwest. the cops or Midwest. Well, isn't Oklahoma more south than Midwest? it's well, Midwest. Oh, anyways, uh, they talk with accents. Anyways, my whole racist. Th- <laughs> no, I meant.
0: So let me get but, this right. Hold on. Uh, no. I just want to recap Scott, and get this right. How
1: am I racist against Midwest people? That would be regionalist.
0: I, okay, let me just get this right. Okay, you but have, I think Southern accents. You are have odd. one black friend. You have false. You have one gay friend. False. No, too late. You've already. You've already.
1: No, I you, said who. When, when
0: you go to order food at an ethnic restaurant, you m- mimic them and make fun of them by doing it. do that in their own language while or- ordering their native food. Like their accents, me, yes, senor. I mimic their accents. Accents. I will take the enchilada. I should to tell you
1: shit, and that is not how I sound.
0: Do you know I do what not I sound mean, like? A man? fucking
1: gringo ordering
0: Mexican food. I'll take a number cuatro. Like
1: I said, I think it's because of you know, I I try to sound like a native speaker, and
0: then you go to order fucking Chinese food. So I'll take fried dog. And I look to at the cats. I
1: only said to one time, and I felt as soon as I said, it, I was like.
0: Hey, hey. Because my I son know, and I, I don't joke want like that. I want noodles. You
1: know, I kiss my ass, Scott.
0: No. <laughs> You're <That's fear>.
1: rude. <laughs> Just but, saying.
0: Um, and now you don't like people from the Midwest either.
1: You're right, because I'm from there and I'm God not a big fan damn. of the Midwest.
0: But no, um, I think the sheriff in that small town sheriff's department was covering some shit up. Yeah,
1: and I believe that if he was and they ran that fingerprint and found out it was his. His little cronies were helping him.
0: I, I agree, you know, which is fucking sick because as, as much as I love my kids, if one of them killed, especially oh, in a, heartbeat, a little girl.
1: I would help them. I would help them get a good attorney. Not me. So they wouldn't be fucked over.
0: I would drag their ass in and go, this is the motherfucker right, right here.
1: Well, no. I would make sure they, tu- I would help, tu- I would turn them in and everything, but I would do what I could to help with their defense so they're not fucked over. I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. But
0: no. You know, no, no, no. You don't kill kids, man.
1: Well, no. Obviously not. No.
0: Unless you're in Walmart. Then you could just, you kick them. You kick them hard.
1: <laughs> you punt them. You punt those little They're motherfuckers. the <laughs> yep. like a fucking field goal. There you go, goal! <laughs> no, you don't say that in fucking football, but okay.
0: They say, it soccer, they say it's good.
1: That's soccer. Goal! <laughs> you just sound racist.
0: How? Because I like Imitate- soccer?
1: No, imitating. You don't like soccer, fucker. Imitating the Hispanic Sports announcers.
0: How do you know that was? A sp- it doesn't matter if they're Hispanic, Argentinian, Russian. Oh yeah, they do matter. all
1: say goal. Every one of
0: Germans and everything. You know, there's a. This is true. Everyone, they never go. Hey, they made a goal. Yeah, even even American ones, they don't sit there and go. And he's close enough. Ne- and goal. No, they go
1: goal. They kind of say that in hockey too. Kinda.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And
1: anything? football, it's. It's good. No, um. Okay, I do have a couple besides okay. the cop. That one to me is so just like when we did the Jefferson Eight.
0: Oh yeah, you 100%. totally
1: could read cover up and everything into it.
0: One hundred percent, and it's disgusting when you're the sheriff of a fucking county and planting evidence.
1: Yeah, in a small cam- even if small you don't know county. who the killer is. You're mm-hmm.
0: impeding justice for these three innocent little girls, right? And to me, this this sheriff, yeah. uh, whatever I can't remember what his fucking name was now, goddamn it! But he's he's garbage. That's just that's yeah. fucked up. And man.
1: especially if he was the one and his cronies were helping him cover it up. To me, it's like why those children, right? And no other murders were committed because it's not like this was a serial killer case. This was just a. Murder case.
0: Well, the, but, the 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 reason why these three girls were selected was because their tent was the furthest away from the council. Right, I understand else. that part. So it's, it's total opportunity. It's secluded, you know. So I I understand but no why. other
1: camp sites or things around that area were ever, you know, even in other camps is what I'm no, saying. They just
0: they just chose that one. Yeah, so I think that's all opportunity. I
1: think. Well, I think, yeah, either and then also. Maybe, perhaps, if it was that sheriff, and I'm just speculating here because I wasn't hardly two years old then, um, that the heat that came down was enough to scare him not to do it again. Or whoever. Or whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: whoever he knew it was. Because that's my gut feeling is he knows who killed him. Yeah,
1: even if he didn't do it himself, he knows who did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's And what I'm it didn't thinking.
1: make any sense when he said that that guy took the photos from the jail with him when he left.
0: Yeah. That, that makes no that sense. That one when I was just seemed a little wonky.
1: I took my certificates and stuff. And I took um, like the papers I had received from people, like the notes and shit. But other than that, I think I walked out with a paper bag that was less than half full. Well, I did also- take a sheet, t-shirt, but.
0: You know, whatever. (laughs) Well, also think about the fucking lame-ass note that was scrolled out. The real killer was here. Bye-bye, Yeah, who
1: says the real killer?
0: Yeah, that's fucking... It it
1: would say something like, I killed, you know, or whatever. And I saw the date on it. It was like fucking five days after the murder happened.
0: Yeah, it's fucking stupid.
1: And didn't they find the cave prior to that?
0: No, it was after the murders had happened.
1: No, I meant prior to the 17th. Five days later wasn't yeah, something it? like that. Yeah. So it's like why would that date be on there?
0: Yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. And
1: then all of a sudden the evidence is at this guy's house after it was searched and nothing could be found.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: And then all of a sudden, hey, let's go back. Okay, there it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's all of that yeah. seems wonky to yeah. me. Yeah. Very, very That's wonky. That's the
1: only thing. And then Oh, and then you did kind of clarify that there was a girl and not a counselor that saw the flashlight. Right. So, you know, and a younger kid wouldn't, you know, register to keep know who that, you know, well, there were, there, to pay attention no, to No, there was. there was a
0: counselor, too, that, uh, a couple of counselors that saw a flashlight bobbing around in the forest. Right, for but
1: sure. I meant at the tent.
0: At the tent, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was one of the little girls. Yeah, so. So, yeah, you know, I just, I think it's another, it, it's a possible law enforcement involvement.
1: Yeah, or they, yeah, or somebody related to them. Right. You know, like the son or, you know, brother or something. And, you know, as far as, like, the noises and shit that the – because I don't really hold the counselors responsible, except for the fact that they should have had an adult in that tent. That's how I feel.
0: But, I mean – Because
1: even in outdoor school where it was very – you know, very structured and very kind of isolating shit. We had a counselor in our tent. It was right. a high school counselor, but still.
0: The problem is, all those fucking tents, all the I mean, how many, can, you have to have a ton of counselors and hire a lot of counselors. You just need
1: up. to have one per tent. Just saying. Okay. Technically.
0: There's 10 units.
1: So that's 10 counselors.
0: There's 10 units. There's eight tents per Per unit.
1: Oh, okay. I was getting... Okay, never mind. That's... That's 80 tenths. Okay. No, That's I was thinking 10 source. units is only 10 tenths. Okay, no. my bad.
0: You're bad. Shame on you. Go stand in the corner. <laughs> Tell your mom to go to my room.
1: With my nose against the wall. Am I...
0: No, no, <laughs> love of God, no.
1: No, that's, I mean, that's what I was saying is that I don't really hold the counselors responsible because everything that they were describing could have easily been explained away.
0: Exactly, you know, it's the first night. So yeah, because I, I have y'all's.
1: heard coyotes in my neighbor, my area, because we live kind of in the country, sound straight up like a baby screaming. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep, so, yep. yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and but kids are going to be screaming. They're going to be having fun. Girls are getting to and know I've each other. I've heard
1: cats that sound like fucking kids crying when they're having sex. Just
0: like kids have sex and cry. No. What the cats, fuck goes on? I said you do live across the street from the Catholic I said school. Cats.
1: So maybe you need to pay attention to what I'm saying with your one good ear.
0: You said I've heard cats that that scream like they're having. Like, no, like, like a baby s- when they're having sex. So to me, <laughs> okay, I mean, when the
1: cats are having sex, they scream like a baby. Yeah. To
0: me, there wasn't so a comma off. in there
1: because um, yeah, there was you didn't no pause.
0: And I figured that you live across from that Catholic school. So it kind of makes sense that you would know. Whatever. <laughs> you have anything else? No. You sure? Yes. You look all grumpy over there.
1: Because you make me mad.
0: I always do. That's you're my. You're making
1: call. me mad all day today. Sweet. No, you keep reiterating. Miss. Okay, wait. How do you... you're twisting my words around?
0: <laughs> you're talking about kids having sex in a grotesque way. Not me. I just didn't see your comma. All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Click on that Amazon link. Helps out the show. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Check out our blogs on Medium. Beat that's on Medium and wherever you get your blogs. But me, I mean, I like Medium the best. And Patreon. Oh, and then, uh, you know, hey, help us out on Patreon. Yeah. It, uh, it helps out the show, too. A
1: little bit.
0: This show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.